Hello and a very warm welcome to this second edition with the pianist Andras Schiff. I'm Brendan O'Shea. I love to do this and, and to, to conduct, but I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm, I'm not really a conductor. But I'm, I'm a musician, I make music, and uh, I really don't like this idea of today conductors come from conducting schools Furtwängler, Bruno Walter, Klemperer, all the conductors I really admire and love, they never went to conductor schools. There weren't any. Hungarian-born Andras Schiff started piano lessons at the age of five. Some of his teachers included the renowned Hungarian composer Georgi Kortag and the British harpsichordist George Malcolm. Recitals and special cycles of the major keyboard works of J.S. Bach, Haydn, Mozart, Beethoven, Schubert, Chopin, Schumann and Bartok form an important part of Andras Schiff's musical activities. He's also a regular conductor and soloist with orchestras the likes of Philadelphia Orchestra, Los Angeles Philharmonic, Staatskapelle Dresden and the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. Throughout his career, Andras Schiff has devoted much of his time to performing chamber music and with this in mind, he established his own chamber orchestra, the Capella Andrea Barca, in 1999. The ensemble, which consists of international soloists and chamber musicians, is conducted by Schiff, often from the piano, where he performs as soloist. Andras Schiff and the Capella Andrea Barker were guests at this year's Beethoven Festival in Bonn. There, Andras Schiff performed Beethoven's Fifth Piano Concerto, and when I met up with him after one of these concerts, I asked him firstly why he had played so little of Beethoven early on in his career. When I was a young man, I rebelled against Beethoven. I was disturbed by the fact that everybody, yes, Beethoven, 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 so, and 20, 30 years ago, not so many pianists played Schubert, so I played much more Schubert than much more Mozart, and uh, I always knew, yes, Beethoven is very, very great composer, but uh, I needed to reach the age of 50 to, to fully appreciate it and, and now I really I got the message Beethoven speaks about very important things, existentially important things. It's also very philosophical often. It's almost metaphysical in his late music. And yet he is not superhuman like Mozart is. He's very, very human. He's, he's one of us. 
but he's the best of us. He's the, the, he much better than all of us. And he's a wonderfully warm, generous person. I mean, I, I didn't know Beethoven, but we know enough about him. Uh, with with all, all this terrible suffering, but what a warm-hearted, generous person he was. And f- full of spirit, and even, even politically, uh, he had a sense of justice and morale. I have spent really the last ten years I've played a lot of other music but basically with Beethoven I mean I've been obsessed with it and it was a, a really a, a labor of, of love and, and discoveries and the most important thing was to, to take those works which are very very well known something like the so-called Moonlight Sonata, which is a, a wrong name because it's not by Beethoven. And how to look at these works and, and restore them like a restorer works on a, on a painting, just take away all the dust on, and the dirt off and just look at it as if it, as if it was a new piece as if it was a first performance. And that was very, very rewarding. I must admit that, for me, one of the things that stays very much in my mind from yesterday evening was the, the humour, of course, particularly in the, fifth, in the fifth concerto there and the beginning of the, the third movement. And there were just so many moments where I found, felt myself during this performance smiling and, and really understanding another side to Beethoven that I've heard very seldom in my life. See, this is a good example. Uh, the whole world knows the the fifth piano concerto, uh, nicknamed the Emperor. Again, nothing to do with Beethoven because it's dedicated to the Archduke Rudolf. But there is something very majestic about this piece, and uh, it has a performance tradition which is very beautiful, very majestic, very heroic, but. Um, not there are no smiles <laughs> it's it's not a funny piece at all but but there it's really not a tragic piece either and there are very dramatic moments but uh, the last movement is what the seventh symphony is called the apotheosis of the dance this is also an apotheosis of the dance and it's a, it's a very uplifting piece of music and um, it's seldom played like that it's uh, i don't know why why people emphasize this uh, fighting heroic side of beethoven it always has to be energetic and very loud uh, beethoven writes 
pianissimi all over the place. His music is, is not always loud. It, can't, it has to be... It has to cover a huge field of, of emotions and, and tone colors and uh, characters. So it's, it's never black and white. This extension of the, the piano as I feel the orchestra becomes, the way you, you have it set up, and you actually, from pianist to, to, to conductor, was that a natural progression for you, and is, is that a completely natural feeling for you now, or is it something that you, you constantly go back and, and work on? I mean, the, the life of a, a solo pianist is already a, a rather lonely one, I should imagine, in many ways, and then this idea of having this very, very fine group of musicians to also make the type of music you want must also be a very enriching feeling for you musically as well. Exactly. You've put it right, that uh, the loneliness of a solo, solo pianist, it's not to be underestimated. And I always try to balance that with playing a lot of chamber music since my childhood. And this feeling of Know, the working with with a chamber orchestra or, or even larger orchestras, it's an extension of of that, and it came as, as an inner urge and necessity. And uh, this is also chamber music. It's very enriching, rewarding, and to go back then to play a piano recital or. Uh, working with, with singers or so, I just want to have a very, very varied and, and rich and colorful musical life. Uh, the only thing really missing from it is, is composing, because I have no talent. <laughs> However, I, I really have to say that I love to do this and and to to conduct, but I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm I'm not really a conductor, but I'm I'm a musician. I make music, and uh, I really don't like this idea of today. Conductors come from conducting schools: Furtwängler, Bruno Walter, Klemperer, all the conductors I really admire and love. They never went to conductor schools. There weren't any. So now these conductors come out of the conducting school and they are very brilliant and they can, they can beat 17 with the right hand and 97 with the left hand simultaneously, and, which are maybe also necessary for the requirements of certain contemporary pieces. <laughs> 
that will not help you with the Haydn symphony at all. And I think somebody who has studied a bit of percussion and has fantastic stick technique and but has never played a Haydn string quartet and never played a Haydn piano sonata, uh, then it will not not be beneficial. I think therefore I I know what music to to dare to conduct and and uh, where to say that I have to stay away from that. I will never conduct the Rite of Spring, for example, which I love. It's a great piece of music, but but for that you you really have to to have the conducting uh, technique and also the this upbringing. But uh, all the other things that that I try to do, they are composers that I have played all my life as a pianist. Bach, Haydn, Mozart, Beethoven, Schubert, Schumann. So basically a Schumann symphony is also unimaginable without his piano music. And a lot of conductors have not played that piano music. And I've played it all, so it's not exactly a disadvantage. <laughs> 